Welcome back to another episode of Fintech X Emerging Leaders where we are going to have a conversation with Sahar Mansoor founder and CEO of India's first zero waste personal and home care brand Bare Necessities. She's a true environmentalist who talks trash of course in the best possible way. Sahar who calls herself an accidental entrepreneur works to making this world a better place with zero waste. Without much ado let us begin with the session. So I'll start with the first question, which is quite uh, generic, basically. So I I will like to know about the very beginning. What were your childhood aspirations like, and how did it transform to being an entrepreneur? And then, what were your hobbies, education, and everything else? You know, basically, except the entrepreneur in you. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I grew up in Bangalore. Um, I spent a lot of time in nature. I had two older sisters, and um, you know, parents who really loved nature. So we would, you know, hike a lot, go coffee picking, go jumping into waterfalls, climbing trees, and things like that. So I think I've been a little environmentalist since I was a little girl, but of course, uh, more actively as an as an adult in college when I started to pursue, um, you know, courses in sustainability and in and in environmental studies. Um, so. Yeah, that's a little bit about what got me started. Great. So you basically were always in into trekking and uh, walks and middle of the nature all the time since childhood. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, Sahar, let's move on to the big day when your aha moment happened and you decided to be an environmentalist. So, what exactly was your uh, look out there what did you want what did you expect and how did you work it out yeah so definitely um so first honestly i when i moved back to india i thought i would want to do something in the impact sphere so i started to work at a solar energy company and on one of the projects that i kind of got assigned working on was working with the waste pickers or the waste collectors and that's kind of how i began to really examine my relationship with waste I started to look at our waste problem from an environmental perspective, but also social justice perspective. And um, I started to live more low waste or uh, zero waste lifestyle, as they say now. And, um, you know, just try to avoid single use plastic as much as possible. And slowly I started thinking, you know, I think maybe there are others who are also looking to consume more mindfully. So for a long time, actually, it was my side hustle. While I worked a full time job, I would do pop ups um, once or twice a month on weekends in my city, you know, just taking some products that I've made in my mom's kitchen, talking about why this is a better product in terms of um, chemical and waste footprint. And then slowly at the end of the year, I kind of had 10 odd new products uh, because I was basically launching one new product every month. And that was, I think, a really fun process of co-creating with, you know, your potential customer cohort because they'll come in, they'll ask you for feedback, they'll share what they like, what they don't like. So I think that process of co-creating was really important. And then at some point, I decided that, uh, you know, when bulk stores were approaching us and things like that, that maybe yeah. I should try this as a full-time gig. And um, yeah, then that's when I basically just started going full-time at Bed Necessities. Yeah. So your, you said your first step to uh, uh, having a zero-waste life was cutting down plastic, is it? Yes, definitely. I just reduce my plastic footprint as much as possible. Yeah. So that's basically is the, the starting point of beginning a journey with zero waste lifestyle yes definitely great so uh you, your 
the brand name basically appeals a lot i mean their necessities how did you think about coming up with this name um actually it's a funny story i really yeah. like jungle book we'd love up. to know that <laughs> yeah. um i love uh, jungle book growing up with my you know sisters um when i was little so basically we would listen to bogli and uh, read the uh, jungle book and when i was kind of on a trip with my sisters and i was telling them about my initiative and i'm really looking for a name and i like the idea of pairing two words together two names together um and oh. we kept kind of brainstorming and then suddenly it just came to me and i said bare necessities and they were like yeah that's okay. it that's it <laughs> um because really what we're trying to do is focus on the bare necessities that truly make us happy and what how much we need to be sufficiently happy in life um and that's kind of why the name bare necessities really rings true to the brand okay so so uh, all credit goes to the jungle book maybe yeah you can say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so uh then uh next let, let's discuss about your idea of coming up with this company your which is your baby basically so what were the major challenges and how did you think of like overcoming all those things like you know these kind of things will inspire our readers and i mean you can share if you're comfortable with that so we'll love to know the challenges and how did you overcome them i you know i think being a young entrepreneur under the age of 30 being a single female founder under the age of 30 it was really hard raising funds um okay. it was difficult for people to take you seriously because they think you it's just something that you want to do on the side as a hobby um mm-hmm. which you know you're not you're really trying to make this as a career path and you want to make products that are sustainable that are not landing up in our oceans and landfills and you're doing this through a very holistic approach not just products but also courses uh, podcasts education initiatives books even i mean i just recently published a book with penguin called ancestries how to live in this life so you know i'm looking at it from a much larger holistic level and um, i think mean, that was quite difficult in the early days when i was doing a lot of these failed pitches um to basically access capital to get started you know so i think that's something that often a lot of entrepreneurs face it's difficult to get started but then you know as we started doing better of course um we were keeping our overheads really low but we started to become profitable and whatever we got we kind of reinvest back into the business so it's not impossible um but definitely you know you have to keep stay motivated uh through highs and lows of early days correct so uh basically now that we know about your challenges and the way you overcome them so tell us about your company like we have come across a lot of companies that claim to be natural vegan and producing zero waste so how is their necessities basically different from all those companies yeah sure well first of all i'm so proud to say that vanessas is the first zero waste company in india um with the first ones who put the word zero waste on the map we really kind of championed it from a really early stage so about our products you know we have personal care home care and lifestyle products that are designed not to land up in our oceans and landfills that don't have a plastic footprint associated with it um that are really sourcing natural uh, raw materials and really sourcing ethically and beyond that we also do a lot of education initiatives uh, we have bear learning which has essentially three online courses around sustainability we've got um you know talks and workshops that we do which is filled with a bunch of diys um do it yourself activities to make it as practical usable 
um, information for everyone. And, you know, we also have games and um, board games and playing cards. And oh, that's books. fun. So, again, um, just, you know, in terms of our perspective, it is really holistic. Um, we're not just throwing products on your face. They're telling you why you need these products. Or if you can't afford to buy the products, we're teaching you how to in our workshops. And I think that's what distinguishes us from all the other brands. No other brand is very openly doing a workshop with you and teaching you how to make their right. products. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about what distinguishes us. Yeah. So now that I know that you you spoke about how you did workshops and uh, tried to impart knowledge, letting people know what exactly their necessities is, but uh, you might have come across like that struggle would be there to make people understand what basically you're trying to convey. I mean, not everybody gets it when we talk about zero waste, sustainability and eco-friendly. So how, how did that journey go well? Um, yeah. So how did the journey go, you think? Yeah. I mean, how did you, I mean, uh, that struggle when you try to let people know about this, how, how was it difficult to make people understand what exactly was the product or what exactly was your, your idea that you wanted to execute there? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was hard in early days. It was, um, in terms of, I think maybe because I started so young, um, I had naivety on my side and I had optimism on my side. So um, it was, I guess initially it was a little new. It was very novel. People weren't talking about zero waste in the way, same way they are now when I, when I first started about five years ago. So there was definitely a little bit of awareness creation that you had to do, a little bit of market awareness that you had to do. Um, right. So I'm just basically spreading awareness on why waste is a problem in the first place. Talking about the health issues, the environmental issues, the social justice issues. So right. I think um, we were basically building or generating a demand from early days. Um, versus if, you know, something that you already need, you already know, you don't, the person who's trying to sell it doesn't have to do all of this to basically spread awareness about it. So I think, yeah, that in terms of that, that was quite an investment of our time and energy to do so because I couldn't invest in, you know, spending marketing money or um, Facebook ad spent or anything on the early days. It was just me giving lots of talks and workshops. Um, and that was kind of a free marketing in my, um, the way I looked at it as an early entrepreneur. So, uh, um, yeah, that was the way I kind of went about it. I did tons of workshops and talks. Uh, to spread awareness about it and basically helped in that brand building exercise. Yeah. So talking about workshops, why don't you tell us one of the silly questions that you might have encountered with, like when you talk about zero waste or sustainability, I am sure people would have asked you questions that, that, are, that might have been surprising that how could this come out of a workshop where I'm talking about zero waste? <laughs> um, I think no question is a silly question, but... I mean, it's just such a fun arena, you know, in the talks and workshops. There are people that are so diverse from all over the country, sometimes world, coming together, um, sharing tips and tricks around sustainability. And, 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 you know, the first few workshops that we did um, in the pandemic on a webinar format, um, it was so real. Strangers from across the world who never met each other were kind of sharing their struggles on mental health while they're trying to live alone. Um, sharing their little wins on how they were um, composting their waste and had some more appreciation for 
um just spending time in the kitchen um so yeah. Yeah. always there are those things really surprised me about how people connected so candidly and vulnerably with each other on our webinar formats in the immediate aftermath of the lockdowns right so the then let's let's then then move to the strategy and how did you keep the balance between the cost input and output so you know you, you sharing this will be like inspiring for the younger entrepreneurs those who are already having a sketch in their mind but they're they're in a dilemma that will we be able to do it or not so does your expense on input influence your pr- production and finished goods and how does that work yeah so in terms of pricing you know um when we talk about what is the price of a product we're so used to just seeing a certain number written on a t-shirt or whatever but what we're trying to do with benesasties is answer the question about what are true costs of our commodities that we use on a daily basis and suppose you're getting a product that's packaged in plastic that plastic is then you know not getting decomposed it's going to be here on this planet for 700 odd years maybe it will disintegrate into smaller smaller pieces of microplastic in the same area in which you're trying to grow your food or a farmer is trying to grow his food and then that is basically going back into your body right so right. what is that true cost of those small nano microplastics in your body <laughs> so uh, in terms of costs we truly really trying to break down the myths around sustainability and sustainable products being more expensive by addressing these questions about what actual and true costs are correct so sir i came across your recycling moment in your website so how does it basically work yeah so we have a refill program on our website basically we refill your jars refill so if you are in bangalore you can come over here and we have most of our products on tap or in refillable so you can just take as much as you want and then you pay for the quantity that you democratically take alternatively if you live in a different city and you have used maybe a couple of our products and have five six jars you can rent send it back to us and avail some bare coins and discounts towards your next few orders so thereby encouraging people to be part of the recycle economy refill economy great so that that basically reduces the packaging and the waste so you can you can just come refill send your product send your jars get get them refilled and just use it all over again all over again exactly exactly right so how did this idea come to you i mean there has to um, be a thought in the bank i think it's very instinctive us in indian culture right we have so many examples of what circular economy um has looked like whether it's our dabba walas whether it's our um, gas connections our milkman um yeah, so lots of things have always embodied these philosophies and slowly we got kind of caught up in this web of convenience and we um have all the single use plastic kind of invading our lifestyles so, and so, so i mean it's a it's it's an it's a brilliant idea of like you know we refill our bottles in the house all the time and yeah. making a business out of it is like amazing so that's that's really great so uh, okay we'll come uh, to the pandemic uh, you know uh, address the pandemic question here which which is partly gone but still we would like to know how has the pandemic impacted your business you know share a few tips so that our entrepreneurs our listeners 
can can you know figure out how did you cope of these cope up with these challenging times yeah definitely um honestly uh, gosh the list of challenges can go through the roof <laughs> there were so many in the immediate aftermath but um it was really important for us to just stay motivated stay human stay grounded um care for our team invest in our team's health and welfare so whether that means you know upping everyone's health insurance and making sure they all have access to it um because yeah. our team is so diverse you know we have women in the manufacturing team with no formal education system uh, we yeah. have people on our team who have masters in computer science and ex amazons and contributors and what not so um we had to make sure that we are investing in everyone making sure everyone was okay when um grocery runs in the beginning of the pandemic to make sure our women manufacturing team had access um right to like i said health insurance but what we did was you know we were largely a product company and still are but we took this leap of faith and kind of wrote this opportunity to start creating content around the online space and that's when we created um ebooks uh recipe books kids books um that were all kind of printable on our website we also had our online courses with a bunch of interviews insights um experts insights uh lecture style videos in a really fun accessible self-paced format so now we have three online courses and that was a great way in order to generate some sort of revenue when you know logistics systems were completely absent and uh when we it was just practically impossible for us to make any revenue while shipping our products correct so uh when we talk about bare necessities so what was your you know the extensive research that you did like let that be a beauty product that you are making or a dental care or a hygiene product so how what was your research on that and how what interesting facts did you come across that you wanted to solve yeah definitely um so honestly we take a lot of pains to source the right raw materials we look at how we can resonate with different partners on different values for example we get um cocoa butter from mason and co which is a chocolate company in oroville and again oh, they're very much like us women run enterprise we make we use uh, our cocoa butter in shampoo bars and conditioner bars and lip balms and we also use their cocoa powder in our dry shampoo itself for example so um we go through a lot of pains vet our suppliers do visits um and see if there are any waste inputs that another small business are generating that could be um a waste output could be a waste input for us and that's kind of how we go about it um so yeah whether that's you know using sea buckthorn oil or lavender from kashmir or coconut oil from kerala we try and really go that extra mile and be source okay so so you're basically saying that even your products that you use from scratch are handcrafted yeah they are either handcrafted or we are um you know have make a meaningful connection with this where it's coming from whether that's the farmers or the small business that we're sourcing from yeah so even the, those people are eco-friendly and zero waste companies that help you out yeah i mean um, not everyone is zero waste but yes of course mirrors values of sustainability as much as possible correct so that's also great i mean partnering with people having a same mindset is also like kind of important in getting the ball rolling so how how was it difficult to you know gather a team that you have 
I mean, on the same thought process? Um, honestly, I've been really lucky, you know, um, we've had okay. amazing interns, um, fellows, uh, teammates who've kind of come through the door and, um, I think that's been a really fun way to get to know new people as well who have similar values, want to do something about it, be part of the solution. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how it's been. And slowly once they finish the internship, uh, and if they like it, they've kind of just stayed and made their necessities their kind of work home. Um, so that's kind of oh, how been a very natural progression of how most people started their career there. That's great. So, you know, I was going through your website and I came across this particular phrase where it says that you you try and marry the old and the new. So yeah. can you just tell me, tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so honestly, you know, We've kind of forgotten about the turmeric, the anato, all of these like traditional Indian ingredients, coconut oil, etc. And we okay. often, I don't know why, do this thing where we need the West to market it and package it before it comes back to us for us to realize what the benefit of that is. Whether that's been yoga or that's been, um, you know, our haldi dood, which is like a turmeric latte. We yeah. always wait for the West to make it fancy and repackage it and send it back to us. So that's what we're trying to do with Benicestis, you know, we're trying to source really good Indian ingredients. Um, we're trying to champion Indian ingredients through our personal care and home care products and um, make it in a new format, like um, making a shampoo bar with flaxseed and hemp and, um, you know, all sorts of amazing oils and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Um, look at new ways in which we can be cleaner, greener, more just in our production and use some of those old ingredients that our nanimas and grandmothers use as, um, you know, traditional Indian skincare, personal care. Correct. So it took, even it took me a while to basically realize that the turmeric latte is nothing but haldidu. So yeah. I can get from where you're coming. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. Bringing out the Indian roots in your brand, it's, it's one of the best things I have ever heard. So, then basically, let, let's move on to your post-COVID uh, strategies, you know. How, how, are, how are things after COVID? Like, what are the new strategies that you have figured out that, okay, because of the pandemic, we, are restri- we were restricted to this. And now, this is something that we have initiated and we have taken an initiation in that. Yeah, which is um, our online education piece, our bare learning. We're really, you know, going in it in a big way. And we're making this content really accessible to school kids, college kids, young professionals, young adults. Um, We have our courses enrolled by big corporates into their own learning management systems. So I think that's an opportunity that was really kind of something that we did a lot in the pandemic, which we're just looking to grow that vertical. Got it. I, so how important do you think uh, the zero waste uh, uh, zero waste concept should be introduced to kids these days? Well, absolutely. Well, they're our future, and um, you know we need to start them early because sustainability is not just a thing you do, but it is a way you live and it's a lifestyle. And the earlier you get everyone started on it, um, that just means we're giving our world and earth a better chance of surviving. 
Right. The way the way you say that making zero waste is not the norm is like is the norm and not the not an exception. Yes, we're definitely here to try and make zero waste the norm and not the exception. Correct. Great. So then, uh, let's come to the last question, basically. So, let us know about your leadership mantra that you you know you implemented to achieve your level of success right now and. especially when it comes to leadership what 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 are the what is that one tip that you want our listeners to get from you um honestly i think most important is to be really authentic to who you are and to be yourself and um be really rooted in your values and not get uh dissuaded or not get distracted um by kind of shiny things and no like no truly authentically who you are and um I think your leadership should just be a mirror of who you are, and be very reflective of that. Um, and it should be very real and authentic and genuine. Um, so yeah, those are that's my two cents. That's great. That's more than two cents, in fact. <laughs> so it was so nice talking to you, Sahar. I I am definitely sure that our listeners will will have a great time listening to your podcast. So thank you for your precious time. Thank you for letting us know your journey. And it was great having you on the show. Well, thanks so much, Asta, for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Sahar.